Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Zion, Pasuk Chafalaf, Ko Amar Hashem Tzvakot, Elohei Yisrael. And we are coming back to a theme we have approached many times before, and we are going to continue to discuss it. In fact, if you go back to the first Perek we learned in Yishayahu, some 75 prokim ago, the Navi says in the Shem Hashem, Daili Mirov Sivchechem. I have had enough. I have had it with your korbanos. I don't want them. And that theme continues today, and we're going to see throughout. And of course, the reasons we have established is that for some reason, B'nai Yisrael has never made the connectivity as to the purpose of the Karbanos, strictly to bring the man closer to the Kaddish Baruch and instead have used it as an exercise in sort of just rote, robotic, mindless observance. It means nothing to them, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, and so we continue today with a very interesting Kaviyocho, almost a delightful sarcasm. The Navi says in the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Koamar Hashem Yisrael, thus says the God of Israel. So you have to explain this. There are two separate korbanos, one called a shlamim and one called a uh, olos. The olos, they are both voluntary offerings. In the ola, the entire korban is consumed. The Baal HaKarban, the one who brings it, does not eat of the meat. No meat goes to the Kohen. It is totally consumed. And it does involve an element of vidui. You make a confession. In the Shlamim, again, a voluntary offering, there it goes to the person. He eats the meat. He even shares it with the Kohen. So what the Kaddish Baruch is saying here is Sopu al-Zwachim l'achlu basar. Instead of bringing this karban ola, where you get nothing out of it, you waste the meat because the way you do it is meaningless. It's without significance or sincerity so that you're just doing your karban ola. Wouldn't you be better off says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, combining it with the shlamim, which you do eat, and therefore you have meat. In other words, you're getting nothing by doing an ola. Skip it. Skip the ola and have a big meat meal. That's, in effect, what your miyohu is saying. Um, moreover, the Malbin says, sofu means not only combine, lahosif, add one korban to the other. Sofu means end. Malvin says, why not end both korbanos? It has the same degree of sincerity, 
Don't even waste your time. Skip both korbanos. And this way, uh, you are relieved of doing it. Moreover, we say that because there is an element of confession of vijui, they're not even doing that. There is no confession. There is no involvement. It is just uh, an exercise. <coughs> so, ki lo divarti esavosechem velo tzivisem biyom hotzi osameres mitzrayim al tzivriol avazevach. I never commanded your fathers when they came out of Egypt to do kamanos on the Ola, on the Zevach, they were never commanded. Now, this is not quite accurate. We know that there are very detailed requirements and commandments as to Korbanos. For example, uh, the uh, Tamid, twice a day, very specific. You did it in the morning, you did it in the evening. Similarly, the uh, Korban Musaf, Korban Musaf, you do on Shabbos, you do on Mosh Chodesh, you do on the Regalim. So that there is a instruction, a very specific instruction, to do Korbanos. But what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying, Al Divrei Olav Zevach, I never commanded you specifically on the Ola and the Shlamim, because they are totally voluntary. But there are commandments. Um... We also know there is a very um, important machlokes between the Rambam and the Ramban as to what the Karbanos are for. Why were they commanded? When were they commanded? According to the Rambam in Moranabuchim, the Karban was done really to wean away B'nai Yisrael from the idolatrous practices they had learned in Egypt and were still following in the desert. In other words, I'm going to substitute something. It's like a uh, form of a Vodazor, but it's not. I'm channeling it to me, says the, the Ramban says this is ridiculous. The Korban has a very specific purpose, a very real need, and that is to bring man closer to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Lekarev, bring closer. That's why it is called a Korban. The Abarbanel seems to side with the Rambam. Continues, Ki lo divarti emesavosechem. I did not instruct them. Ki imes hadavar hazet sivisio samleimor shimu v'koli. This is what I instructed them. Listen to my voice. I will make you my nation. You will make me your God. There need be no intermediary between us. Neither did you respond to this. You went on your way. Rather, my way. So that it would be good for you. Below Shamu, below he to Esoznam. They didn't listen and they didn't bend their ear. Bayahu Bamoitsos Bishrirus Libam Hara 
They just closed their ears, they followed their own impulses and whims, and they went regressively, not forward. In other words, the idea of the relationship between man and God is to grow. The Corban's purpose was so that it grows. Nonsense. What you did is regress. Each time there was less of a relationship, and if you are not growing, you are regressing. From the time your forefathers came out of Egypt to this day, and what I did, even in the desert, I would send Nevi'im to you twice a day. There would be a Navi in the morning, and I should say a Navi in the evening, each with a different prophecy. You couldn't care less. Below Shomalei Lai, below Hitu Esoznam, you didn't listen, you didn't bend your ear. Um, the, the difference there is below Shomalei Lai, you didn't hear it, and you didn't bend your ear. At one point, you didn't obey it. On the other, you graduated into a phase where you don't even listen. And they stiffened their neck. They were worse than their fathers. And here, of course, we don't mean uh, like the forefathers, the Avos, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. We're talking about those kings like Menashe um, and they didn't speak to you. They didn't answer you. They don't listen. They don't take any ethical, moral instruction. There is a disconnect from the Amuna to what they say. In other words, they'll say the right things. They will say, yes, they're profoundly uh, religious, but there's total disconnection of the emuna. There is no emuna. Instructs Hashem to the Navi, tear out your hair and throw them out to the winds. Kima'as Hashem vayitosh as door because I reject them. I disown them completely, want for them, because there is no hope for them. Because B'nai Yehuda has done the evil in my eyes, they have put their abominations, their idols, in the very Bayes Hamikdash, they had put their idols. We know that Menashe certainly did that. So it's not a, um, it's not an exaggeration. It was a literalism where they put the Avodah Zarah right into the Bayes Hamikdash near the uh, Mizveah. Moreover, Uvanu Bamos Hatopes Asher Begeben Hinom, Lisrof Espinehem, the Espinosehem, Baesh Asher Lot Sivisi, below Ulsa Alibi. We're referring, of course, to probably, not probably, what's considered 
the most depraved, vile, evil form of idol worship in Israel ever did, and that is child sacrifice to the Molech. They copied it from the Canaanites, and what they did was they would build these statues. It was a statue of um, like a calf with outstretched arms, like it was ready to receive something. And of course, what it was to receive was the children of those who were bringing the sacrifice. And the arms of the statue were heated to a terrifying degree of heat so that it would burn the child to death. One of the most hot tofes, tofes means drums, literally uh, symbols, because what they would do in their humanitarian impulse was bang the drum loudly during this sacrifice so that the parents would not be overwhelmed with uh, pity and sorrow and regret at what they have done. Ashoka gave and he known he knows to scream out and yell, and we know today uh, that word comes from Gehenna. It was such a vile practice. Lisrophus Benayam to burn their children in fire. I never commanded it. Below all saw Libi. It never occurred to me, says the Kodesh Moral, such a, a vile practice. So obviously, Lodzi uh, Visi, we didn't command it, Lo also Libi, but that is to assure people who might say, well, wait, there was the commandment for the Yakeda to sacrifice Yitzchak, but that wasn't the great. The Kodesh Baruch who saved him a fortune never intended uh, to do it, as, as Rashi says. Lo uh, Alibi I never intended to slaughter the child. Elohu Diat Sidko, to show Abraham Sidkis and loyalty. But these people do it. Now the question is, did they really do this? Did they really have Jews that sacrificed their own children? Rambam says no. Ramban says yes, that there were actual cases of child slaughter. Days are coming, said the Kaddish Baruch it will be called the Valley of Death. And they will turn the entire thing of Tophes into a graveyard, but a graveyard that so many people will have died and will be punished for this. There will be no space to bury them below ground. They will be buried without a place. The corpses will be scattered over the fields and uh, birds of the sky will come and, and vulturize them, the Ein Machrid, and nobody will come to put them away, to chase the birds away. That's how vile will be this punishment. And we know that after a war or a catastrophe, there are widows, there are widowers, 
As the Mephoshim say, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is a ripe opportunity for them to remarry. They try to start a new life with them. But no. It will stop. There'll be no one there to get married. There will be no available partners to marry. And so therefore, Hishpati, it will stop me. The voice of joy of a kala and the simcha of a chasam. The land will be desolate, empty, totally destroyed. Uh, Radak says, The earth will be desolation, the land will be makom kol simcha, kol yelola. They will just be wailing. Kol bechi utstaka. And so we end on a, once again, very frightening note. And we can only hope that there is some measure of consolation uh, tomorrow morning, 8.45, odd time.